Hey, this is Mike Brake, the lead pastor at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. Just want to say thank you so much for stopping by the podcast today. I hope you feel encouraged and I hope you feel inspired today to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Put on salvation as your helmet and take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, we'll talk about the sword of Spirit in the coming weeks. But this helmet of salvation that uh, Paul tells us, we're putting on an armor here. And he says, put on the helmet. I want to give you a, a picture of what this uh, helmet is. Um, again, I like Gladiator. I did watch it for Father's Day um, uh, last, last week. But here's a picture that you can see of uh, 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 the helmet that they put on. Um, now, he says he attaches salvation to the helmet. So... Go ahead and, and think about this, but type it in the comments. Why do you think Paul attached salvation to this piece of armor? Look at what it's protecting. Uh, why do you attach a helmet to salvation? And for some of you guys, I, you said, hey, I'm salvation from myself, salvation from hell. Um, some of, I'm trying to look at some of the others on, on there. Can you scroll down a little bit or scroll back up to... I want to see um, salvation brings us into the relationship with God. Jesus is the answer to everything. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to hear, why do you think he attached um, the helmet um, to sa salvation? And I would say that as we're talking about this, something that has been huge for me is realizing that salvation is way, way more like, like many of you have said, Sharon, or Karen mentioned it on, on Freedom Online, that it's way more than just going to heaven. It's way more than just being saved from eternity in hell. It is, it is something that protects the helmet. What? It protects the head, Lynn says. Yeah. It is our covering, uh, Valerie says. Yeah. I mean, it's protecting um, our, our, our brain. It's, it's in a way, it's got protection for your face, what's on display. Like it is covering some of the most precious uh, parts of the body. And salvation is, is right up there. He says, you got to put it on. One of the most vital organs. Now you got to understand that we're in a battle. Salvation is a battle. It says in John 10, 10, the thief, which is the devil, which is the enemy that we're facing, the thief his purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. And so we've, as we've gone through the armor, he wants to, he wants to destroy truth. He attacks truth. He's going to attack your peace as you, you put on those shoes of peace. He wants to rob you of your joy and your patience. And you're like wondering, can he rob me of my salvation? <laughs> can he take my salvation away? And I'll say very clearly, no, he cannot. Salvation, as we talk about it, it, when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, right? I, I believe that he is God. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins when he died. It paid for my sins. I don't have to work for it anymore. And in, 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 in Ephesians chapter 2, it says it is, you are saved by grace through faith, not of work so that no one can boast. So Jesus did the work. And it's by grace that you're saved. And so it's in Him and in Him alone that we provide saved. Now, there's I'm, I'm going to try to just hit this fast because this isn't in my notes. 
And I'll, I'll, I'll probably want to talk about this later online on Freedom Online and have this discussion. But you'll hear people, and it, it, the, the term would be secular salvation. People now, in a way, experience salvation, not true salvation, but they'll, you know, um, just through their own upbringing. They'd be like, hey, when I grew up, so, you know, things were good as a kid, but then I realized like the man or the system or somebody was trying to restrain me or keep me under control. And then those teenage years, I had to like figure out who I was and figure out who I am and where I need to go and break free find salvation or relief. And you kind of see that in the secular society where people are good people. They're, they're contributing to society. They're, they're your friends. They love people. They want to help. They want to make the world a better place. But they find this kind of salvation without God in the mix. And I would call that secular salvation. I want to, I want to talk about that later this week. It's not the point. But you're going to hear, you would hear, if you see people's stories and listen to their stories in that sense, they're going to have similar themes. Just God's absent from that. Jesus is absent from that. So know very clearly there will be similar themes, but I'm, I'm including Jesus in the mix when I talk about salvation. But also salvation through Jesus alone, again, it isn't a, a momentary one-thing transaction. That happens at conversion. But Paul says you got to put on the helmet of salvation. This is a daily thing. You're not saved every day in the sense that, hey, I was saved at, at conversion. But some of us may not be experiencing salvation like it was meant to be experienced. That Satan wants to rob you of your salvation, the experience of salvation. This is a battle for your identity. Why is it put on my head? Because it's a battle for your identity. And when you, when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, when you were saved, when you experienced conversion, uh, Paul says in 2 Corinthians, he says, you got a new identity. It says, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. That's in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. He says, you've had a, oh, you were, that, you're not who you were anymore. He didn't just fix you and put some duct tape on and say you're good. No, you are a new creation. And so another thing that I want to do in Freedom Online today, if, if I want to give you all the benefits and list all the benefits that come with salvation. It is overwhelming the amount of benefits. So if you want that list, I want to resource you this week. Type in the word benefits into the comments. Just type in benefits. I want to make sure you get this list. It's going to be so encouraging. You will be blessed. Well, and I want to make sure that you get that. So Linda, I see that, that you, you want the benefits. You got the benefits, but sometimes we don't know what they are. Satan's goal, Satan's goal, he can't take victory. He can't steal your salvation from you, but he, he will try to keep you from it. He will try to keep you from it now. Ultimate victory, no, he can't take that away, but he wants you to not experience the full benefits. It's way better than the benefits package at Lanel. He doesn't want you to experience the full benefits of salvation now. And so this is why we got to put on the helmet of salvation. Because you got to remember, the victory, this battle that we're facing, Satan has been destroyed. Have you ever been to a, a game where the, it's, it's over? Like the game is over. It's a championship game. It's a big game. But when the game is over, what do you see? You see the big Gatorade dump on the coach 
everybody's celebrating. Everybody is, is going nuts. Why? Because at that point, they know that they have won. Well, in, in the game of life, when we talk about eternity, it's a blowout. It wasn't even close. Satan hasn't even come close to winning. It's not a nail-biter. We, we as Christians should be jumping for joy and celebrating and, and knowing that the victory can't be taken from us. And so Satan, he knows he can't take victory from us, but he is also going to try to keep you from celebrating now. And so he's going to discourage you. He's going to distract you. He's going to try to, to rob you of your identity. So you're like, well, I know I have victory, but I, I don't feel like I don't feel like celebrating. I mean, I, there's so much on the circumstances and different things, and he wants you to miss out on what God's trying to do in you and through you. Just because you have salvation, just because you are saved, does not mean you're necessarily experiencing it. And that's what Paul is talking about, and that's what I want to encourage us on today. How do we experience? salvation. How do we, he wants us to put on this helmet daily. So as your pastor, um, I want to be, I, as we go through this, I'm not going to necessarily tell you, do this, don't do that, and give you a whole bunch of rules. We're Freedom Church. I'm not really into the, the, the rules. <laughs> I want to remind you of who you are. I, I don't want to tell you, do all this and don't do that and load up the rules because we know that is kind of brings in this religious aspect that many of us are trying to break free from. But I do want to remind you of who you are. And so many times we get this backwards. We think that what we do is who we are. It's why when we have the, free, the, the men's groups at Freedom, guys, one of the rules... <laughs> And in, in the men's groups is you can't talk about your job because you are more than your job. But what do we do naturally when we get in a conversation with someone? What, talk about you. We talk about our job. And we, we, we start to identify, whether we admit it out loud or not, that who I am is what I do. No, 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 no. I want, I want to remind you first of who you are as we put on this helmet of salvation. There's a, there's a story and it's in um, uh, Luke 18. I'm going to bring it up on my phone here. It's a guy named Bartimaeus. Now, Luke does not give us his name, as you'll see in a second. Mark, Mark chapter 2. I th eh, maybe not Mark chapter 2, but Mark gives us his name. We know his name is Bartimaeus. So, blind Bart. Starting in verse 35. Sorry if I'm making you dizzy. Here we go. Starting in verse 35. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. Now, Jesus is approaching Jericho because he's on his way to Jerusalem. He's on his way to Jerusalem in his final few weeks because he's about to complete his mission. He's a busy dude. He, he's got a very tough trek ahead of him. He knows what's coming up. But yet, here's this scene in Jericho that Luke says, hey, you got to know this. you got to know that this happen. And it says that um, he approached, there was a blind beggar that was sitting beside his road. Now, Luke, that's rude. You didn't even give him a name. See, he was just identified as the blind beggar. And watch how people treat him as we go into this. Some of you, you have ac accepted an identity that is not you. 
Let me say that again. Some of you have accepted an identity that is not you. As you go to take your steps of faith, you're saying, ah, I'm, I failed. I'm a screw up. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm abused. I'm abandoned. I'm, I'm unwanted. I'm unworthy. I'm filthy. I'm broken. Like you have some adjectives when you look into the mirror and shame comes across or regret. Or hey, I'm an anxious person. I just I'm just full of I'm I, I have full of anxiety all the time. I'm depressed. I'm lazy. I'm stupid. I'm annoying. Like I could go on and on and on on the list till I found yours. I don't know what yours is, but some of you have accepted an identity that Satan wants to plant on you that is not you, and it robs you of your dream and your purpose. When you accept those as realities of who you are, and you start to fill your mind with that, you can go ahead and take down the, the, the screen. When you start to fill your mind with that, it starts to rob you of your purpose. You start to become a little bit more hesitant as you take that step of faith. I want you to, to do this exercise with me. Okay? When everybody, wherever you're at, unless you're driving a car or riding a bike or something, close your eyes. All right? Wherever you're at, close close your eyes and I'm going to I'm going to say some words to you and as I say the words with your eyes closed I just want you to get a mental image in your head all right are you ready are you ready all right close your eyes don't be dog big dog got a picture in, in your in your head big dog mean dog all right, you can open up your eyes. Now, how many of you, when when I said uh, those three dogs, how many of you saw uh, the same three dogs? Or did you see three different dogs? You can go ahead and put that in, in the comment. Did you see the same three dogs? Or did you see three different dogs? What, what, what did you see? How many of you, when I said those words, saw the, the spelling of the word? Did you see the spelling word? Like, you're like super smart. Like, something's something's awesome about you. How many of you saw Snoop Dogg? Huh? <laughs> uh, no, we're not, we're not talking about that type of, type of dog. But just because I said the word, your brain started putting in images of different types of, of dogs. And we need to, to remind ourselves really of who we are, which goes back to the belt of truth. What is the truth? Who are the people and the influences I'm allowing to speak into my life? It's a big deal. We've got to put on that helmet of salvation. When, and going back to the verses here, going back to the verses in verse 36, it says, when he, being Bartimaeus, heard the noise of the crowd going past, he asked what was happening. And they told him that Jesus was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, there's a couple things here. One is his dysfunction, the thing that had, had labeled him, was the reason he cried out. And, and your dysfunction, my dysfunction, will lead us generally one of two directions. It will lead us to either call out to God and say, I need help, or it will drive us away from him. I want to be a place, I want to be a church where it is okay. For you to say, hey, I screwed up last night. I screwed up big time. And cry out to God because Jesus stopped for this one man. Jesus stopped. When, when everyone else said, nope, 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 nope. 
Be quiet, they shouted. <laughs> but he only shouted louder, it says. Son of David, have mercy on me. And when Jesus heard him, he stopped and he ordered the man to be brought to him. Now, I also want to point by, again, Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. He was going by. And when he heard Jesus was going by, this was his moment. This was his moment to cry out. Today, right now, is your moment. Do not let salvation pass you by today. If, if he's passing by today, strolling by your heart, saying this is a next step for you to, you to take, cry out to him. Don't let him pass by. He's on, he, was, he was on his way. He wants a relationship with you. And Jesus, think about this, the creator, the, the creator of this universe stopped for this one man, the blind beggar. Amazing. He wants to stop for you too. He wants to sit down with you too. He wants to, to show you your next steps. So as the man came near, verse 40, What do you want me to do for you? Oh, what a great question. I feel like he could he could be saying that to you and me, right? What do, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want? He says, I want to see. Give me vision, Jesus. Now, I can relate to the blind beggar because I got to wear contacts. If I take these contacts out, I, I mean, it is a blurry mess. I can't see anything. In Bible times, Yes, I would be I would be the blind guy. I couldn't be able to see anything. And, and my wife, she would even say, hey, you got contacts on? I'm, that blind thing may still be happening because I'm, I'm notorious for, hey, where are my keys? I can't find my keys. Looking for my keys. And they're right in front of me. So anyway, that's a different story. Different time. Um, I, I have vision problems. But he wants to see. I think my jokes are funny. You guys don't have to laugh at my jokes. It's okay. <laughs> Dad jokes. Here's what I want you to see. I want you to see who you are. Ephesians 2.10. You're chosen. You're a masterpiece. You're beautiful. For, for we are God's masterpiece. Right after you've been saved by grace, you're God's masterpiece. Created anew in Christ Jesus so you could do the good things he's planned for us long ago. There's the order. See who you are. God's masterpiece. So then you can go do. And too often when we're trying to find what's my purpose in life? What am I supposed to do? God, what's your will for my life? Where we start with the do versus, no, who are you? You are loved. You are forgiven. You have purpose. You have value. You may not feel like it. Satan doesn't want you to feel like it. But no, your salvation, put on your new identity. Put on that helmet. Know who you are in Christ. And then, and then, you'll start to know what to do. What's my purpose in life? What's, what's God, what's your will? What do you want me to do? And I, I, I'll be honest, sometimes I, I say this a lot, but I got I want you to understand the second point here. First thing is putting on the helmet of salvation, understanding who I am. The second is God wants us to become, to be more than do. If you're trying to figure out God's will for your life, if you're trying to figure out what's my purpose in life, and you go to the Bible and you open it up and you look in there and you're like, where am I supposed to go to college? Who am I supposed to marry? Uh, are we supposed to get this house? Am I supposed to take this job? Are we supposed to move? And you're looking for a script in there as you're going through the Bible. You're not going to find a whole lot in there. But if you approach the Bible looking for God, who do you want me to be? How do you want me to live? What things need to change on the inside? 
and start becoming on the inside so I can live it out. Then this book comes to life. And you start seeing how to live this life. It's not easy, but it's always better. In a way that not only makes your life better, but other people around you. It gives you vision. I want to see. Focus on being more than doing. Ask the question instead of, God, what's your will for my life? God, who do you want me to become? That's the better question. And I want to know, who are you becoming? What, what if, what, in, in just the past, we're in week 16 now. This is the 16th sermon we've done online. Crazy. And, and, and in case if you're still trying to wait it out, I'm not. This is, this is the direction we're headed. I wish it was back to normal, but if I keep waiting, we're going to be waiting for a long time. So we're going to advance forward. Fiery arrows will distract us and keep us from advancing forward. We at Freedom Church will advance forward. This is what it is. Who have you been becoming over the past few weeks? Someone who's hesitant? Someone who's critical? It, what's, what's been the anger level and the tension level and the patience and the joy level? I'm not trying to, to make you feel guilty, but can we at least be honest? While you're, while you're on your couch, while you're in your bed, while you're just you in a moment with God, let him speak to your life and say, who are you becoming? And allow him to change you from the inside out. Because too many of us say, no, 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 I'll just, I'll just do Jesus. <laughs> I'll, I'll just do the behaviors and do the list. And then you change me on the inside. No, 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 no. You want to put on the helmet of salvation. You do that tough work. Clean up the cup on the inside. Because we got all have work to do on there. But there, when you start finding life and you start having peace and, and joy, like post those things on free <laughs> online, on, on your personal page. Post the things that's going to give life. Go do those things that are generous towards other people. And you're going to start. And then the kicker is, then, number three is, then you'll start to know what to do. Verse 42 says, and then Jesus says, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. And instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus. The greatest miracle that happened that day, this guy woke up that morning blind beggar and he left with sight but more importantly the greater miracle he left saved he followed jesus that day and started praising him the greatest miracle was the salvation in his life and he started taking next steps in that and then paul says put on the helmet of salvation and take up the sword of the spirit that greek word for sword or, or the, the, which is the word of God, the Greek word for word, is rhema, which isn't the written word of God, which is, that's logos. The rhema is when God speaks to you and says, this is what I need you to do, son. This is what I need you to do, daughter. You are my masterpiece, and I've given you a next step. When you know who you are in Christ, I am his child. I may not feel like I'm worthy, but he says I am his. I'm his adopted son. I can, I can approach him at any time with my doubts, with my questions, celebration, you name it. He says, come to me. I want it all. When you know who you are in Christ, that's, that's a lot of freedom right there. And then you start letting him work on the inside. Who do you want me to become? Then you'll start getting some vision on what he wants you 
to do, that rhema of God will start speaking into your life. If you want to know God's will for your life, get the order right. Because so many of us start with the do. I'll do it, then I'll become, and then I'll figure out who I am in God. No. Get the order right. On Monday, I I don't know if you're like me. Tomorrow, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to need some motivation. We're going to start another week of this. And it's hard. And I'm like, ah, can I do this? I know I can, but I I don't want to just survive. I want to thrive. I want to take next steps forward and I want to take them together with you. So sometime tomorrow morning, I'm going to do another live. I'm going to try as best as I can consistently on Mondays because I feel like you need it. I feel like I need it. Now let's motivate one another. So join us online tomorrow. We'll get us another word of encouragement to get this week going so we can go and live this out. Salvation as we close out. We showed that ball game in the NFL. I hope they play some NFL this, this year. I don't know if they will or not. But one of the things that happens in the, uh, in the game is uh, sometimes there'll be a, a critical call on the play. And what do they do? They call timeout. Someone up in a box somewhere that you can't see, or maybe even a, a, in a different city, has all the cameras, has all the angles. And so we only see what happened on the field. They say, timeout, we need an instant replay. We need to check things out from all other angles to see if the ruling on the field was correct. And as I've been prepping this message, I feel like some of us, we saw the field, we saw the play on the field. We saw the circumstance happen to us. And our ruling on the field based on that was my life's insignificance. And therefore, because I think that, I feel anxious. And the way I act is I'm never satisfied. I'm always overwhelmed. I saw things, on, I saw the play on the field, and I, I think that I'm incapable. And so I feel hopeless. And so the way I act is I will give up way too soon. I saw the play on the field, and I feel like I'm incapable. Or I'm sorry, I'm unforgivable. I think that I, I've messed up too much. And so I walk around feeling guilty, and I'll act rejected. I'll I'll live actually how I want to live. I think God doesn't want me, so I'll live how I want. And that will actually lead to even more pain and shame and regret. But I'm going to tell you, salvation, you know, when when they, they take it up to the booth and they ask the guy upstairs and he takes a look at all the other angles. I love when the referee gets done, he says, he comes back to give the, the final announcement on the play. And he says, upon further review, you need to put this in the comments. Upon further review, the ruling on the field has been overturned. It has been reversed. When you take your issue, your circumstances that are weighing you down, and you take them to the Father, and he says, no, upon further review, I'll take all things that are evil and I'll turn them to good. I hear, I hear all the, 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 the fathers of faith in Hebrews crying out in Hebrews chapter 11 that we talked about. Say, Upon further review, it didn't look good. It looked like we were without hope. But the, but the call upstairs says, no, ruling is overturned. I know the disciples, when they saw Jesus hanging on the cross, and they saw the circumstances, and they said, we're out of here. I, we thought he was the Messiah. We were following him, but no, all hope looks lost. When he took his dying breath and said, it is finished. I know when, when, when uh, Nicodemus and Joseph got his body and they laid him in the tomb and they rolled that stone over, 
The circumstances on the field of play did not look good. They were scared and without hope. But on Sunday morning, upon further review, all of it, all of it, all of it was on purpose. Providing a way. There didn't look like there's a way, but there was a way to salvation. It was providing the means for you and I to be saved and take on this new identity where you don't have to earn it or work for it. It is given to you freely. So, so freedom, freedom, be free today. Take the helmets, your new identity in Christ, because upon further review, you have the creator of this universe who loves you, who loves you tremendously, who gave his life for you. How do I know? How do I know that Jesus, that God loves me because he gave his one and only son for you. For, for, who so, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. See, he did something for you so he could do something through you. He did something for you so he could do something through you. Last verse. Verse 43, instantly the man, blind Bart, the man who people said, shut up, quit talking, know your role, take on the identity that we gave you. But Jesus stopped for this one man. He saw this man's faith. Instantly the man could see. He followed Jesus, praising God. Watch this, watch this, don't miss this. And all who saw it, the critics, the, the religious people who were saying, you're not good enough for Jesus, stay out of here. Be careful, religious people. <laughs> Jesus goes for the outcast. Those are the ones he has his eyes on. All who saw it, praise God too. Jesus did something for you because he wants to do something through you. There are other people when you take your step of faith that will pick up and notice. And when you take up your shield of faith and put on your helmet and you put on your belt and you put on the breastplate and you start walking in faith and I start walking in faith and you start walking in faith and you start walking in faith and you start walking in faith, walking in faith people will start praising God. Good. He did something for you because he wants to do something through you. The enemy does not want you to put on this full armor of God. And you know the weight of that because you've been feeling it for the past 16 weeks. Every day is a challenge to put on this armor. And every day, we need each other. That's why I say get in the Freedom Online group. Get in a connect group. Encourage one another because we got to put this on. You're not meant to do this alone. And he knows when you put it on. He, he, can't, he, there's no, he doesn't stand a chance. The victory has already been won. And this is like you pouring the Gatorade on. Saying, hey, we've got this. God has got this. And we're going to follow through. And Paul says, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will. Say that in the comments. I will. I will. I will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. And then after the battle, in this battle, it will be over. We don't know when, but it will be over. After the battle, you will, you will, you will be standing firm. Freedom, we have a Savior who loves you. He died for you. You're His, 
and he wants to take next steps of faith with you. Will you do that with me? Will you do that with me? Jesus is passing by today. Don't let him pass by without crying out. What do you need to do? What's your next step that you need to take? For some of you right now, he's passing by. He's calling your name. You're like, what is that feeling? That's the love of God reaching into your soul right now. You're looking at a screen. You happen to come across this, and he's saying, I love you. He's calling you. He knows your name. He knows your name. He knows all of your flaws, all of your labels, all of those things that you that Satan and even yourself would heap upon yourself. He knows them all, and yet he still loves you. In fact, he says, I'm going to use some of those things for your purpose, if you'll, if you'll give them to me, if you just let go. So would you do that with me today? If you're watching this right here, right now, with me right, right here in this moment, say yes to Jesus. I want to pray a prayer with you. The prayer doesn't save you. It's just your heart. What you sense God speaking into your life right now, saying, I want a relationship with you. Let's pray this prayer together. Say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner, but today I ask you to forgive me for all my sin. Jesus, come into my life to be my Lord and my Savior and in my forgiver. And in the best way I know how, I receive you and I receive salvation. Thank you for saving me. Amen, amen, amen. If that was you today, I want to celebrate with you. And it's my job as a pastor. It's our job as a church to come together and, and, and journey along with you and take it to the next steps. So if that was you today, just say, I, I received Jesus and go ahead and drop that in the comments. If you feel more comfortable reaching out to us through our, our inbox, just on, on the Freedom page, message us and we'll, we'll respond with you. But we want to take some next steps with you. Free Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this. One, rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster, as well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.